going on, y'all? Welcome to another edition of the Pick and Pop Podcast. My name is Brian, and I'm alongside Aldrin. And today's episode is called Rivals. How was your week? Week was good, man. Um, your little birthday bash yesterday was <laughs> was really fun. It was a long time coming. We haven't been out in a grip like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. A lot of great music and just yeah. great times with the fellas. So that was good. Uh, yeah, it's my birthday week, so I just did a lot. Uh, traveled, went to rent to Rhode Island. Took some days off from work, starting a new yeah, job. This you week. need that, yeah. And then obviously went out with you guys yesterday, so yeah, definitely good a week. Fun, good week for sure. I uh, got a special episode today. Going to be talking about uh, the greatest rivalries in NBA history. But before that, I wanted to touch some um, trending topics in the NBA. Yeah, uh, obviously Bill Russell's number was retired league wide. First number that's yeah. retired league-wide in NBA history. Well-deserved. Yeah, well-deserved for sure. Yeah. So everybody that's wearing six can no longer wear six in the NBA. Nope. Uh, they actually, the Lakers are going to put the number six in like a leaf clover uh, oh, nice. on their court to represent Bill Russell, which is actually pretty dope. That's really, that's a good, um, that's a class act right there. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a class act by that, that organization, the Lakers, because you know their rivalry. Yeah, and they were actually on the losing end of that rivalry in the exactly. 60s, <laughs> like every year. For so. them to do that, that's you got to commend people like Jeannie and just that front office. You got to commend them on things like that. Definitely, for sure. So that's great. Um, in other news, was rumors of KD wanting to go to Philly or Boston. Those are like his two preferred destinations. He told Brooklyn, like, his stance is remaining the same. He doesn't want to come back. Yeah. He gave them ultimatum. I'll only come back if you fire Steve Nash and a GM. And it looks like the Nets are not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so they're really going to ride out with Steve? I don't I don't get why. He's not a good coach. <laughs> He's really not. Like, um, he wasn't qualified. For why job. wasn't Steve an assistant? That's what, that's what I want to know. Why wasn't he an assistant? Look at Amari. He's kind of going the assistant route, which I think is good. Yeah. You want to learn and kind of... And even Amari, that was kind of a stretch when I heard that he was on the coaching staff. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. You didn't coach in college and nothing. <laughs> yeah, like... I don't know, man. That, that, that organization is dysfunctional. Um, I think they're... They're probably up there as one of the dysfunctional organizations. Yeah, yeah, for sure. By far, right? By far, yeah. I mean, the media loves them just because I guess they get access. They give access to the media and whatever, but yeah. they're really dysfunctional. I mean, and- great venue, um, the Barclay Center. Um, but it's just, I don't know. They're, and now he wants to go to Philly. So now, because I've seen him hanging out with Harden on like social media, so now he's entertaining that. Yeah, gonna, he wants to play in Philly with you know he likes to stack the deck, so he wants to play in Philly with James Harden and Embiid, or oh play goodness. in Boston with um, uh, Tatum and Brown. But yeah, Brooklyn asked for Tatum and Brown in a trade for KD. I'm like, so who's he gonna play with? <laughs> like, why would Boston do that? <laughs> I could understand the Brown. Um, you may have to give up Smart too. Yeah, but um, not Tatum. Not Tatum too. Yeah, yeah that's too much. Because yeah. you could literally put KD at the four. Yeah, you could put him at the four. I mean, I, I, Tatum and KD is not a bad mix. No, they 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 won't get in each other's way. And you know, KD, he's not going to say nothing. He ain't a leader. Nah, nah. <laughs> that's Tatum's team. Yeah, KD just wants the ball out. But yeah. if they lose Smart. And they lose Brown. I wonder who else. Probably some other pieces. 
Brown would be a huge loss for them, but I mean, they also got Brogdon. So. They got Brogdon and and White. Um, yeah, maybe one of the big heads. Maybe maybe Robert Williams. Don't sleep. Uh, if I was them, I keep I keep Williams because I would too. But Al Horford's old. You can't yeah. really depend on him for like you know forty minutes a game or anything like that. You need you need Robert Williams. I mean, I would too. But if I'm the Nets, I'm gonna ask for Robert Williams. Yeah, of course you ask for you him. Know. I mean that would be great for they'd be a monster defensively. Like if you got Ben Simmons, you got Smart, you got yeah. Williams. Oh yeah, defensively, defensively they'd be. Oh they'd and be Brown, like mm-hmm. yeah, it's a wrap. Even if Ben Simmons starts acting up and then they don't, he doesn't come back. You still got Brown, and I like Brown. I think he, I think he's gonna be special. I still think there's time for him to to make that push. I don't know if he's gonna be a superstar because that's kind of a stretch nowadays. But, I don't. Yeah, I don't think superstar, but I think he's he's a star in the NBA. Yeah, he's definitely a star. Um, I seen him working out with T Mac. T Mac. Yeah, so yeah, I saw that. A good, also, that's so. a good person to work. work Hopefully, out with. he develops. A lot of times, we see these videos of guys working out and then like adding moves, and the the year comes and you don't see any of that on the court. <laughs> so, like, I, hopefully, yeah. he actually like does We've that. We've seen that a lot. You know, a lot. Like, remember Dwight every summer? Yeah, with those nice post moves in practice. Yeah, and then nothing. Like, in the actual game, just dunking. Yeah. So, hopefully, he, um, you know, adds to his game. I think that was, was there, was there anything else that we missed? No, like that's pretty much it right now. Oh, the Christmas games. They oh, just yeah, announced yeah. The, the Lakers in um, Dallas. And um, Golden State and the Memphis Grizzlies. I like that Memphis Grizzly and Golden State little rivalry. Yeah, I like you know? that. Because uh, John Moran, he talks his talks, man. He's yeah. fast talks like hell. Yeah. We'll see what they can do. We'll see how Jaron Jackson comes back next year. I think he needs to make a push for them to be great. <laughs> he needs to make a huge push, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, they really, yeah, Jaron Jackson, because they need that number two option. That yeah, they, they need right that now. 20 and 10 guy. Yeah, they don't have one. They just have they have pretty much John a great a bunch of role players. Yeah, I think Jaron Jaron gotta aim for that all star. He's because right now he just looks like a high level role player. Yeah, yeah, he's like a three and D four. Yeah, and that's horrible to to say that about him because a lot of people like Jaron Jackson, but I think that's exactly what he is, especially last year. Yeah. See, there was, I mean, he did have that game where he smoked the Warriors by himself single handedly, but that was it. Yeah, I'd like to see him kind of like have more of a face up game, post up. Yeah. Um, You know, have just more of a bag than just shooting threes and stretching the floor. For sure. You know, so hopefully they do that, you know. He takes a step up. But, I, yeah, I'm really excited. I wonder what other games are going to come from that. Um, Christmas game? Yeah, for, for the Christmas. There's we'll of, see. You know, I wouldn't be – I actually would have thought they would have did a finals rematch with, you know, Celtics and the Warriors, but they ended up going with – That actually makes more sense. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why Grizzlies? That that series wasn't really that competitive. Or even they could have did Grizzlies and, and the Wolves. Like, that oh, would yeah, make sense. That would have been nice. That actually would have been better. Yeah, um, that would have been nice. I don't understand the Dallas and Lakers one. 
Yeah, I mean, Luke, Le- LeBron versus Luca. Really, I mean, I guess, I guess. But I expect the Mavs to wash the Lakers. That's that'd be a good game to go see on Christmas because you get to see the best of both worlds. Yeah, the Magic yeah. and Luca Le- gets compared to LeBron sometimes. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely because uh, he even says LeBron is who he kind of mirrored his game after. Yeah, like that all around game. Yeah, yeah. So you know that that'd be. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch. I don't think it's going to be competitive because the Lakers. I mean, have you seen their roster? Like their yeah. current roster, that's trash. <laughs> like, it's it's horrible. Outside of like LeBron and AD and like Westbrook, it's just trash. They have a dude starting. I don't even I know his name. Yeah, he's like a random dude. Yeah, so I don't know what the Lakers are doing. I mean, they're trying to get Kyrie. Good luck with that because they're gonna they don't want to give up their first round picks and they have to. Yeah, you. There, I think eventually they're gonna have to, but um, I like how LeBron is not signing, making like promises right now. So you never know; he may make some news soon. The the NBA is full of surprises. We'll see. I think he met with the Lakers front office. I, he wants to come back for sure. Yeah. Um, but you know they have to make, make the team moves. more competitive. Like yeah. at the end of the day. They definitely do. He's chasing. He wants to get six rings like badly. I don't know if he'll get to six, but he wants to have the same rings as Jordan, same number of wings as Jordan. Yeah, I uh, I could see him getting five, and that's about it. Maybe five, uh, and that's a maybe. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's. I think he could probably get that, but let's see what they do. Because if he wants to play with Bronny, also Brian's going to be on a bad team. I assume. Well, if he's good. Yeah. He'll get drafted. Unless if he's not as good as we think he is, then he might get drafted by like a team in the low like the the end of the first round and LeBron could get lucky and win a ring. Yeah, we'll see. But way, I, but. I don't like how people are already saying where Bronny's gonna go. Let him go to college at least. Like yeah. let, let us see what he could do. Like, come on. Yeah, let's see what he could do. <laughs> we don't know what he can do. Yeah. Yeah, Poor kid. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of pressure, especially yeah. with LeBron saying he wants to play with his son, so like that puts a lot of pressure of him having to make it to the league. Well, in a way, it's good because LeBron's trying to kind of guarantee a way of his son making it to the league. He's marketing him like, yeah. without saying that he's doing it. Yeah, basically. He's just trying to guarantee his son getting drafted. So, you know, hopefully his son's not like uh, Leangelo. <laughs> Jello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor Jello. Yeah, unfortunately. But, I mean, they got two of the, the ball kids in the NBA, at least. So, that's not bad. Yeah. Two out of three bad. ain't bad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll get into the rivals. Um, yeah. You know, first off, I want to start off with the Bulls. In the uh, 80s, 90s, Bulls versus Pistons. The, the bad boys, the bad Pistons, boys versus Pistons. The, the Bulls. Yeah. They faced each other four straight years in the playoffs. The bad boys Pistons beat them three times straight before the Bulls were finally able to get over the hump. Uh, what did you think of that rivalry? I love that rivalry. It was, um, I think it was like must see TV at the time because when you think about it, all the stuff behind the scenes, especially with the bad boys documentary and the Jordan rules, isn't that where it started? Yeah, yeah. The Jordan the rules bad boys is basically. Pistons. Do not let Jordan get to the paint. Like, every time he gets to the paint, put him down on the floor. Yeah. You know, they laid him out. You know, the NBA was much more, like, rugged back then. Yeah. Um, you know. The the Pistons were so well coached, and they were deep. Like, John Sally, Vinny Microwave, Vinny the Microwave. Um, they were deep, man. Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Um, yeah, Rick Joe Mahorn, Dumars, Joe Rick Mahorn, Dumars, yeah. Um, Bill Lambeer. Bill Lambeer. 
uh, Adrian Dantley. Dantley too. Uh, you know, they, they were really great. They don't, they're one of those forgotten teams. They don't really get their just due as far as like no. the media and like fans. Isaiah Thomas has kind of been forgotten. Like, you know, people are like pushing Curry like past him. And I don't even look at Curry as a point guard. I would just really just look at him as a guard. Yeah. Isaiah was more of a point guard. Like yeah. he understood the position, I think. But he could score also. Like yeah. he could score with the best of them. He had underrated handles, one of the greatest ball handles ever. Yeah. He used to dribble very unorthodox, but it was really, it was like textbook dribbling. It wasn't fancy. He had a tight dribble. Yeah. It wasn't fancy. It wasn't like those crossovers that AI is doing. Yeah. It was really, it was, you would say, I would say, I don't know how, how you feel, but I would say that's like the original way of how point guards were trained. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, he he could score, but he also ran ran the offense. Yeah, got every, others involved, um, and he had that tight dribble. Like he didn't have the, I guess they called it the killer crossover AI because yeah. he had the wide dribble, which is what everybody does now. And they kind of palm the ball. Yeah, the dribble. He he had kind of like that that tight dribble, the quick kind of like um Tim Hardaway Senior. Mm-hmm. That tight crossover. Guys like um, Bill Lambert thrived with Isaiah running point. Joe Dumars, um, Adrian Dantley. Dumars is underrated too. Yeah, Dumars is a very underrated shooting guard. Um, is he on the top seventy-five? Um, I don't remember. I don't remember. He's another guy that people forget about too. Yeah, Joe Dumars is really good. Uh, he was a great. He's like a, definitely a one B guy. Yeah, he was a great defender. Also, like yeah. Underrated defender, six Can four, score, give you twenty a game. He was um, undersized too. Undersized, like he was a perfect running mate for Joe Dumars. You mean Isaiah? I mean, uh, yeah, Isaiah. Uh, you know, I don't know if Joe Dumars is on the top seventy-five, but um, he's another guy that gets forgotten. Another, um, no, nah, he's not on there. He's not on there. Yeah, I had a feeling. And you know what the Pistons did to the Bulls force jordan to get better yeah did you notice that like he got stronger he got more chiseled he had to they were beating him up yeah (laughs) they were beating him up and like he was like that first major hump that jordan had to kind of just get over yeah become champion uh because the east was a beast in the 80s like you had obviously the celtics and you had the pistons you had the hawks with um, dominique wilkins um, you had the, the Ewing Celts. Knicks. Um, yeah. They were kind of on the come up with the Bulls. Indiana Pacers, too. Yeah. Those so. were good. Those were good squads then. That's when the East was the East. Yeah, yeah. Now it's very. Um, the league is. The West has been dominant for years. Yeah. At, ironically, after Jordan left, it's kind of just been. The West, for the most part, been the most dominant, but the East is getting better now. Yeah, they're they're there's a lot it's, of it's talent. more competitive now. Yeah, for sure, definitely more competitive. And uh, you know, Jordan finally, it was kind of like you saw the progression like every year. Like he got, got taken out in the second round, got taken out Eastern Conference Finals, and mm-hmm. then you know got past them because they lost in seven games in the third year that they lost in a row. Yeah. It was in the Eastern Conference Finals game seven. Um, Pippen kind of didn't show up that game with the migraine and all that. Yeah. You know, so at first they would kind of just beat up on Jordan. And then once they got to a point where they couldn't stop Jordan, they just, that final year, they focused on Pippen because <laughs> they knew they couldn't stop Jordan. And then they finally got over the hump. They swept 
the Pistons, actually. Yeah, Pippen wasn't himself yet. Nah, yeah, they swept the Pistons on their way to going to the finals, and they won their first championship beating Magic and the Lakers. Yeah. And it kind of just started from there in 91. Um, until this day, those guys, you know, you know, the back history of, you know, Isaiah not being on the dream team and then Jordan getting frozen out uh, in an all-star game, allegedly, with Isaiah just telling the other vets, like, you know, he's a rookie. I mean, this is his first all-star game. Like, <laughs> now we can't let him just go off, like, and kind of convince everyone to freeze him out. So, to this day, Isaiah and Jordan just don't see eye to eye. I would love them to sit together the way that him and Magic sat together. Yeah, and hash this out because they're too they're too old for that now. Yeah, they're way too old. Like it's not that serious; it's just basketball. Isaiah's very active on Twitter too. He's he'll answer you. <laughs> he's yeah. He start talking. He'll answer. Yeah, I, I like Isaiah. He's one of my all time favorite players. Yeah, I like Isaiah he's too. Extremely underrated. You know, that was one of my favorite rivalries of all time. Um, another rivalry that's that's great. It was actually kind of short lived. Um, that Kings Lakers in the early two thousands. Yeah, when uh, the Lakers had their three peat. You know, you had this series. At first, it was like when Jason Williams was there in yeah. the first round in the playoffs. I remember as a kid, the, the <laughs> Lakers beat the Kings three two in the first round, and then the next year, the Lake the Kings won like sixty one games. They were nice. They, you know, they had Bibby. Um, you know, they had that questionable officiating in that series. Where they Dude, I up. still blame the officiating for that. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> yeah, they look like that year they should have beaten the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, that was their, their one chance to win a championship, but the officiating, the refs were betting on the game, so it was suspect, and the Lakers ended up winning and going to the finals and beating, um, I think it was the Nets that year. Yeah, yeah. I think the Kings would have beaten the Nets, too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> that was it, when the East was very trash. <laughs> like, yeah, it would have been too much. I, it would have been too much. I don't think Kenyon Martin and Jason Kidd would have been enough. Nah, they couldn't do anything with Weber. Because yeah. that team, they were one of the more fun teams to watch back then. Like, their ball movement. And like, yeah, for sure. Flotty Divac was kind of like what Jokic is, is like as a passer. Yeah. Um, obviously not as an overall player, but as a passer, he was that. The offense kind of ran through him. Weber people was a forget, 20 and 10 guy. People forget Weber was that dude. Yeah, 20 and 10 easily every night. Yeah, that's superstar numbers in those times. Yeah, in those times for sure. Um, yeah. You know, Bibby was nice. You know, he was a great mm-hmm. scorer, shooter. Um, Bibby just never Asia. got better. Yeah, he was pretty much, he was a serviceable starter. Yeah. Um, can get you like 15 a game and like, you know, eight assists. Yeah. Uh, he was a great shooter. He kind of he shot a lot of threes back then, kind of like the way today's players shoot a lot of threes. He shot yeah. a lot of threes back then, and he was an efficient sh- shooter too. Jason they had Peja, flashy, flashy. He was a pass first point guard, very flashy, but had a lot of turnovers. wasn't really much of a score. Yeah, couldn't shoot a lick. <laughs> like he just he was good for his era, but like. He was a nice bench guy. Yeah, he wasn't really, and he didn't do anything after the Kings. He went to the Grizzlies and kind of just yeah. faded away shortly. He won a ring with the the Heat. Yeah, didn't do nothing. Yeah, he didn't really do much. He was a serviceable starting point guard. Um, you know, Gary Payton backed him up that time. I remember. Yeah, um, but you know, wasn't really anything special as a player. But he, he's definitely 
highly regarded in today's uh, like in basketball talk just because of his nice flashy plays and stuff like that but he wasn't much of a scorer like i think rondo was better than him honestly oh rondo for prime, yeah. sure prime rondo, rondo got two rings man <laughs> yeah yeah rondo prime rondo way yeah better. way better because prime rondo actually could score he just didn't want to mm-hmm. He didn't have to. Yeah, he didn't have to. But you knew he could. (laughs) Yeah, I just remember Shaq calling them the Sacramento Queens and, you know, all that stuff. That rivalry was, that was fun. That was a good rivalry. That was. It was short-lived. Short-lived, yeah, because, you know, the Kings never really beat the Lakers Mm -hmm. in any series. So, it wasn't really that back-and-forth classic, you know, like um, Magic and Bird, which is another rivalry we want to touch upon. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, you had two guys who were polar opposites of each other. Magic was very, like, charismatic, good-looking guy, like, Playboy. You know, playboy, like, he was made for, like, you know, Showtime and the Lakers and being in L.A., whereas, like, Bird was very quiet. Loved playing ball, but he wasn't really trying to be a star or nothing like that. Um, yeah. You know, in interviews, he, didn't care. he just didn't really like talking much. Uh, he didn't have that charismatic personality, that smile like a light up a room, like a magic. Um, you know, so they were like complete opposites. They had their rivalry in the eighties. They were the two top teams in the you know in the eighties in that era. Uh, they brought ratings. <laughs> they they made the ratings high. Yeah, they saved. They uh, saved the NBA. They saved the NBA. Yeah, like to this day, everybody says that the NBA was on the verge of going bankrupt. Yeah. you know, at that time, so. You know, them really coming in. Because the 70s was a really bad era for the NBA. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you had... Te- Those ABA guys weren't making money like that. Yeah, and then you had, like, teams like the Seattle Supersonics who had, like, no superstars win a championship. And, yeah. And, like, Bill Walton on the Portland Trailblazers win. And, like, <laughs> you know, uh, the Lakers were bad during that time period. They had Kareem, but they didn't really have much else. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was just bad times for the NBA. So, Magic and... And it was, all, it was a whole dynamic behind it, too. Like, white versus black. Like, even black people who live in Boston were, like, Lakers fans. They were like, no, yeah. I'm not rooting for those white boys <laughs> in Boston. And then, yeah, like, Cornbread Maxwell and, like, the Chief, who are black, but yeah. on the Celtics. And, but, like, the Celtics kind of looked at as, like, a white team. Exactly. So, you had that it whole the racial dynamic and everything that was going on during that time period, West versus East, you know. When you think about all those things, it's crazy. We've come a long way. Yeah, we came like a, a long, a long way. Um, you know, it's kind of funny too. Bird versus Magic because their rivalry actually started in college with Magic mm-hmm. beating Bird in the um, NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, so it kind of just started from there, and then Bird winning the Rookie of the Year over Magic in like a landslide vote, also. Uh, Magic winning a championship his first year in the NBA, and I believe Bird won it the following year, his yeah. second year. So it's kind of like they were just competing back and forth. And then, uh, there was a few times where they actually could have faced off in the finals, but you know, one didn't make it. Like you know, the the Rockets upset the Lakers, and yeah. the Celtics beat the Rockets in the finals. When Ralph hit that crazy shot, yeah, when Ralph hit the crazy shot, and then. Um, Actually, no, no, it wasn't the second year. It was the third year in the league. Bird won the yeah. ring because uh, I forgot the Sixers won it the next year when they got Moses Malone. They beat the Lakers in the finals. Yeah, they they went through a lot, but that rivalry is it's still here. Would you say? 
Yeah, that, that it, I mean, that rivalry started even before that time. It yeah. started from the 60s. Uh, and until this day, it's still, you know, if you get the Lakers and Celtics in the finals. <clears throat> Last time we had it was with the big three, Boston Celtics and Kobe and Bruce yeah. Kobe and Powell. Uh, but Bird and Magic, they faced each other three times in the finals. Magic won two out of the three. Um, you know, so it was just a, a good rivalry and helped save the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people to this day still talk about it. And, you know, like we were saying, mentioned earlier, that rivalry between the Lakers and Celtics started before that. You had in the 60s, you had, you know, Jerry West, Lakers versus um, Bill Russell, Celtics. Bill Russell, Celtics, yep. Yeah, and, you know, the, the Lakers made it to the finals nine times within that decade. And, uh, and they were only <laughs> one in eight, uh, just constantly losing to the Celtics and <laughs> Bill Russell. Yeah. Which, you know, you can't. I mean, the built that Celtics team was stacked. Uh, they just constantly were beating the Lakers year after year after year. It was a it was bad for the Lakers at that time. Yeah, because it's like you're getting to that. It's kind of like Jerry West is kind of like um you know like how LeBron has more losses in the finals than wins. Mm-hmm. Jerry West was like the epitome of that, and then you had also he uh, got more. Yeah, he went yeah one in eight. And then you have um, Elgin Baylor, who was 0-8 in the finals. He was part of that that rivalry with the Celtics and Lakers. Yeah. You know, the Celtics kind of always looked at the Lakers as, like, their little brothers. Like, we beat you every year. You guys aren't a threat. So, like, in the, when the 80s came and the Lakers actually, like, came out on top in that, that rivalry, even though they only faced each other three times in the finals, you know, Lakers kind of got some revenge for the ass kickings <laughs> that they took in the 60s. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was it was crazy. My thing is the Celtics were just too stacked. It wasn't they were too stacked and I think Will I think Will was just worried about his stats. Yeah, Will lost a lot to, you know, that's also another rivalry with like Will and, and Bill and Russell. Bill, yeah. Because Will faced Russell several times, like not in the finals, but they faced several times because Will was on the Warriors, the Philadelphia Warriors, and um, the Sixers, and yeah. you know, and all that. So they faced a lot of times head to head, but Bill Russell just had the better teams. Back then, there was no free agency, um, you know, so drafting was very important there was also less teams in the league exactly so the Celtics had like eight hall of famers on their roster at that time they have the most retired jerseys in the league yeah they retire you for anything <laughs> they also have a lot of legendary players too they do they um, do um, yeah. it just it just goes to show you that um their scouting has always been a1 yeah, their scouting has always been A1. Uh, even to this day, like them drafting Tatum and, and yeah. Brown. They just know what they're doing. Yeah, they know exactly what they're doing. So, I mean, you know, they played in 49 playoff games. Um, you know, Bill Russell averaged 24 and 14 re- um, so 24 rebounds, 14 points, yep. 4.9 assists against Wilt. Wilt averaged 29 points, 28 rebounds against Wilt. Um, you know, so the head to head, you know, Will had the better statistics and you are right. He did care more about his statistics. It was kind of towards the end of his career when he just focused on being a team player and didn't focus on scoring as much as when he finally got that elusive championship. Yeah, he was too, I read his book too. He was all about his stats and 
he was a show off and he just cared about himself. Yeah, so but he I, I always say to this day he was the better player between him and Wilt. It's just Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wilt just had the the better team. Their head to head record is Bill Russell's on top fifty seven and thirty seven against Wilt. Exactly. So you already know. Like, you know, head to head. But I mean if you look at it though, like Bill did contain him because he averaged twenty nine against Bill, which is a lot, but compared to what he was averaging against everyone else. <laughs> like, yeah. You it could have been even worse. Yeah, it could have been even worse. So he kind of did contain him to a degree because, I mean, Wilt had a season where he averaged 50 a game. So <laughs> like, <laughs> if you contain him to 29 uh, and when he's getting like 50, 40, averaging 30-plus a game. Wild. Yeah. You know, that's actually pretty good. Um, You know, so that, that – and then obviously the we they had the rivalry modern day with mm-hmm. you know rest in peace Kobe with Kobe and Powell versus the big three Celtics they went they were they faced each other twice mm-hmm. in the finals and they were one and one. Um, the Lakers were very fortunate that you know Perkins didn't play that series to, when they won the championship the second time. Yeah, I think they would the Celtics would have won if they had Perkins because they had Nanad Christic. Yeah, they yeah. they would have been the better. And, um, Shaq also got oh no no that Shaq came that a year after. Um but yeah they they just Perkins was a big key to their defense. They yeah. weren't the same. Uh that big three Celtics could have won they only won one championship, but they could have won a lot more. Uh injuries to KG, them getting rid of Perkins, and obviously they got those three kind of at the end of their careers, the tail end of their careers, but they should have won more rings. Yeah. And I just remember the chance in the audience, like when uh, the Celtics made it to the finals against the Lakers, a beat LA chance, and the rivalry's still there to this day. Yeah, it's still there. Um, it's just been a little quiet because <clears throat> obviously the Lakers now are horrible. <laughs> yeah. The, the, you know, Celtics went to the finals against another Western team in yeah. California, the Warriors, but they don't have that, that storied history and that rivalry. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, so you know that there's that, and you also had uh, rivalries, internal rivalries, like you know you had the Shaq and Kobe one. Yeah, you know that was kind of like an internal thing where they were winning championships, but at each other's throats. And I felt like they could have won more championships had they stuck together. They should have, but you know, those guys weren't humble. No, I mean because you had especially Shaq. Yeah, Shaq was trying to maintain his spot as the the top dog in the league and the top dog on a on a team. But you had Kobe who was on the up up and coming player who like wanted to make his stamp and make his mark on the league and um, be the number one guy. So you had ego clash. Yeah, it was um, a no brainer by getting rid of Shaq because Shaq was just past his prime. Yeah, he was getting older. Uh, he wasn't the same. He also wasn't really ch- working on his body, um, yeah. eating he- healthy, working out. You know, he even admitted that he kind of relaxed in the off season because he knew he had Kobe. Um, you know, instead of really just focusing on his game, adding to his game, and getting better and taking care of his body. I remember when Kobe won the chip that year against the Celtics. He was like, "I got one more than Shaq." Yeah. <laughs> so you know he's thinking about Shaq. Yeah, that definitely he went to the approval point that he was better than Shaq. Uh he obviously would be ranked higher, has a better career than Shaq. He scored more points, got more rings. 
Um, so yeah. he kind of just, I guess he won that rivalry, even though Shaq got the ring without him first, but he mm-hmm. ended up getting the last lap. Uh, Shaq did win one ring with D Wade. Um, but they just, they could have won one more. Uh, they obviously they had a great, the greatest coach of all time, Phil Jackson. Um, they should have just been able to retool. I didn't like that super team that they had built. That was kind of like the, the final straw, the nail in the coffin for their whole, um, that whole Lakers, that Lakers run in the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, you know, Moses that, just wasn't good. Uh, Carl Malone. Yeah, I mean, Carl Malone. I said Moses. <laughs> yeah, Carl was washed by then. He had like 11, he was having like 11 a game. Gary Payton was kind of washed. Mm-hmm. And the fit just didn't make sense. Like, I mean, because that team, they couldn't play in a modern NBA. Like, they had zero spacing, the triangle, and all that. Like, because I, those games in the playoffs when they were versing like the Pistons and the Spurs, like, the games are finishing in like 70 a game like it was so bad like you watch that game compared to like the offense now it's just like night and day um you know and then obviously you had the the drama between Kobe and Shaq also just being a dark cloud over the team in the locker room yeah it's like I want the ball yeah so and then um Kobe Shaq played well in that finals Kobe had a bad finals um it was also a time period where the league was changing. Like they took away illegal defense and the defense at the time was ahead of the offense at that time period because, you know, defensive schemes and stuff changed. Uh, but offense hadn't caught up to it yet, which is why you saw those very low scoring games um, back then. But then now kind of the offense is sped up and caught up now because guys are just more skilled. Yeah, that's that's exactly what's, what happened. <clears throat> guys are way more skilled now. Um, you know, you don't have those specialists anymore. Mm-mm. You know, like and those, right now, like the specialists are dead. They're dead. Three, yeah. I mean, th- three and D is probably like the only. That's like the last kind of type specialist, quote unquote, specialist that you have in a league. Um, that's really it. You got to be really skilled. Even big men, like on defense, they expect you to switch guard everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not what it was. So it's changed a lot. Um, but as a kid, uh, like, were you were you like Team Shaq, Team Kobe, or like neutral? I like both of them. I just yeah. like that Lakers squad. I like both of them. Um, I did like Kobe a lot. I did like Shaq. So I I didn't really. Ha- I was never the Team Shaq, Team Kobe. Yeah, I uh, just like both. I mean, as far as like, remember when Kobe came out with those Adidas? That was the only thing I hated about Kobe. Yeah, those ugly like silver boots and yeah. silver shoes. The crazy eights were good, but that's about yeah, it. The crazy eights were good, and his his Kobe's now are great. Like, mm-hmm. um, I still have to get me a pair of the Kobe's. I want those red. Um, I forgot what versions they were. Those the Christmas ones. joints. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want those. He has some red low tops that I like too. Yeah, um, but I definitely got to get some Kobe's and add them to the to, to the collection. Good, good shoe. Yeah, definitely great shoe. Uh, yeah, that was a one of the rivalries I didn't like to see because I, I like I said I think they left a lot of beating the bones and they could have been much better than their you know. And I think Shaq overall should have more championships. You could have like eight if he just took the game more seriously. Yeah. Yeah, never whole, took it serious. Yeah, you know, that's his problem. Yeah, that's his problem. He also had another rivalry with Penny Hardaway, like mm-hmm. early on before he got to the Lakers. Um, they were actually taking shots at each other, like 
through the media, through commercials. Like you remember when yeah. Penny used to have those commercials for his kicks and the, that Penny doll. Yeah, they were taking shots at each other. Um, you know, they ended up splitting up, and it went well for Shaq because he won championship with the Lakers and Heat. But Penny Penny Hardaway unfortunately just was injury Penny prone. Penny was so mad, he said. <laughs> so mad, injury prone. Um, you know, yeah, it just didn't work out. The injury started immediately right after Shaq left, too. Yeah. So, you know, it's just unfortunate because that team was really nice. They had beaten Chicago. You know. He had to do more. Yeah, he had to do more, and then his body just kind of just broke down on him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he had he a few good years with the, the Suns because um, he actually went over to the Suns with Jason Kidd, and they were supposed to be the next big thing, but it just didn't work out. It didn't work out, so that, that was like kind of like Shaq had two rivals. He didn't have any rivals with Dwayne Wade. Thank, thank <laughs> yeah, God. he knew where he stood at yeah. that time. I think Shaq was maturing more. Yeah, he knew that. Even like, though he had that problem with Dwight when he was on Miami, and no Van Gundy. Yeah, Van, he did have problems with Van Gundy. Yeah, because Van Gundy was out of there that first after that first year. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Van Gundy's the coach that can get you over the hump. I think he's a good coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stan Van Gundy, not Jeff. Yeah. But, you know, Stan, I think he's a good coach, and he can get you to 50 wins, 60 wins. But that's I don't think it. he's – yeah, he can't get you over the hump. You know, that's why when they got Pat Riley, they actually won. Yeah. I think Pat saw the writing on the wall, too. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, some breaking news. James Harden said Christmas in the Garden. Looks like the, the Sixers and Knicks will be playing on Christmas Day. Oh, so that's great. Yeah, and they can't have a Christmas Day game without the Knicks. Hopefully, we have Donovan Mitchell on the roster. I'm not looking at no Quentin Grimes and RJ <laughs> starting lineup. I'm not trying to see that. Yeah, Quentin Grimes, nah. I told yeah. you how I felt about him on off air. He's just a great bench guy, and that's about it. Yeah, that, that's all. I'm, I'm not looking, you know, a lot of Knicks Twitter is like, oh, what combination do you want to see? Like, RJ and Grimes or RJ and Fournier? I'm like, neither. Just get me Donovan Mitchell, please. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have no interest. Like, I don't, I'm not interested in seeing Cam and RJ. I'm not interested in seeing Cam, uh, RJ and Grimes. Like, I want to see <laughs> Donovan Mitchell in the garden. Exactly. And then... It's get time a, for us to get like a that star. Yeah, and then get another star to play with Donovan, and then we're cooking. Yeah. But you know this, uh, you know I'm not a guy against building through a draft. I just don't think we we have any players that have superstar potential. So if you have the opportunity to trade for one, you should go for it. Yeah. You know, don't for sure. don't hoard picks. Don't hoard you know overvalue players like. You know, sure. you know, it's one thing if Donovan wasn't available and it's like, all right, we got to roll with what we got, but he is available. Go get him. You know, that's my thoughts on there. Um, trying to think, were there any other rivals that we're missing out on? The Knicks and the oh, of Pacers course. was yeah, a yeah. great rivalry. I forgot I, I forget about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Patrick Ewing versus Reggie, Reggie Miller. Because the... the the Pacers were basically a um, mirror image of the Knicks in the 90s. Pretty they were much. kind of built the same exact way. They had Rick Smiths in the middle. They had the two enforcers, the Davis brothers. Yeah. They had the one star in Reggie Miller. And then they had Mark Jackson, who we drafted, actually. So it was our <laughs> point guard. Uh, you know, it's kind of like when you compare it to the Knicks, is, you know, we had a Ewing in the middle who was our one star. We had um, Anthony... Um, 
Anthony Mason. We had Charles Oakley, our two Rough Riders, and then yeah, you had Starks, uh, and then you had um, you know, great we defensive had, team. Yeah, we had different point guards from Doc Rivers to um, I can't remember Harper, Harper, Harper. Uh, Derek Harper. Yeah, Derek. Yeah, not wrong. Yeah, Derek Harper and those guys. Uh, both defensive minded teams, low scoring. Um, you know, they had obviously that moment where Reggie Miller had scored like nine points in eight seconds. Yeah. You know, um, we all, we always came up on top though in that, <laughs> that series. One of the, one of the like hardest moments though in Nick's history is that, that finger roll that Ewing missed. Um, you know, that, that was when they were finally able to get that over was like the hump. A fluke. Yeah. That was when they were finally able to get over the hump and beat us. Um, you know, we also had that four-point play, Larry Johnson, when he when we beat them on our yeah. way to the finals. Uh, you know, we had that was a great rivalry, just two teams that hate us. And Reggie Miller was the perfect villain for the Garden. Like you know, you would go at it with Spike Lee and Knicks fans. Starks, he get under his skin. Starks, yes. Yeah, Starks was playing bad. Starks headbutted him. Yeah, he would talk a lot of trash to Starks and get in his head. Yeah. Um, you know, Starks headbutted Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller was a complete like just antagonist, mm-hmm. um, you know. For the for the Knicks, I, he actually, I I wish Reggie Miller he could have came to the Knicks. I wish. He yeah, could've. he could have. Um, he thought about it. Yeah, but he was just at like, the nah. time. He said it was. He said it was. Uh, it would have been weird at the time. Yeah, players didn't do that in the nineties. Not like today. Yeah. Like KD would have did it like, <laughs> in a heartbeat. Yeah, but like. It was that just wasn't the the thing back then. Guys would they, they stuck just stay where they where they were supposed to. Yeah, exactly where they were pretty much exactly. drafted by. And there was a great documentary about the uh, Knicks Pacers rivalry by um, Spike Lee. If you haven't yeah. watched it, it was a ESPN thirty for thirty. I forgot what it was called. Was it the, when the Guardian was eating? Uh, no, that's a different one. The Garden of Eden was explaining the... Uh, oh, it was Miller time, I think. Miller time, yeah. Yeah. The Garden of Eden was explaining when they did win a chip with uh, Willis Reed and Yeah, Clyde. yeah. yeah and yeah. that was pretty much the last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... Um, Phil Jackson. Yeah, yeah, and I remember that now, yeah. Nah, it was... That was just a great time period for the, you know, the 90s. You know, you had mm-hmm. two teams uh, that were battling for... You know the top trying to be the top dog, but they're all those both teams are coming up short to the Bulls, unfortunately, yeah. for them. Um, you know Reggie Miller when they finally got over the hump and beat the Knicks, he was like, I just wish it was the Eastern Conference Finals because then they ended up going to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Bulls and losing. Yeah. Um. So you know it, it, he finally got over the hump, but it just wasn't. He didn't win that championship. Wasn't like enough. No, it, it wasn't enough. I mean, you look at their rivalry, uh, the Knicks. Beat them three one in the first round of the Eastern Conference. Um, first in the first round, nineteen ninety three, nineteen ninety four. Next one again in seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals. In ninety five, the Pacers finally got over the hump. They beat the Knicks four uh, three in the semifinals. Uh, they beat the Knicks again in ninety eight four one. In ninety nine, Knicks won four two in the Eastern Conference uh, Finals. 2000s, the Pacers won, and then 2013. Well, I, I, I can't talk 2013. That's not. Yeah, the, that's, that's not a different. <laughs> but yeah, so it was basically. Uh, let me see. It was three three in the 90s slash 2000. 
Yeah. It's a pretty even rivalry. It's one of those rivalries you can't forget. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, it's definitely one of the more memorable rivalries in NBA history, for sure. Mm-hmm. For uh, those sure. guys hated each other's guts. Like, even to this day, Reggie Miller always takes his shots at the Knicks. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I remember the media called it, like, Knicks versus Hicks. <laughs> Back then, just Indiana, that whole, like, you also had the whole, like, big city, small town rivalry, too, because, like, New Yorkers are very cocky. You just feel like we're the best in the world. Yeah, and Indiana was this <laughs> quiet-ass place. Yeah, just quiet-ass, suburban-type place. So yeah. It was completely different, like, country lifestyle, not that city-slicker lifestyle. So, um, you know, it's just, just complete just contrast of, of teams. But both defensive-minded. You had Larry... Brown versus Pat Riley, two Hall of Fame coaches. Yeah. Uh, Riley's a top five all-time coach. Um, For sure. Probably second him. greatest. Uh, second or third. Behind, yeah, depending I got where him you, around there. I yeah. think I got Popovich up there, too. Yeah, Popovich, Phil Jackson. Oh, you also got to have Red Arabrack, too. Yeah. I, I got Red, about him. then Phil. You got then, Red. Um, I got Popovich, then I got Pat. Yeah, so he's four. top. Yeah, top four on the Mount Rushmore of um, coaches. coaches for sure. For sure, you know. So it was just a great rivalry. Uh, to a smaller scale, you also had the Knicks versus Heat when Pat Riley left the Knicks and went to the Heat, <laughs> and they also copied the Knicks formula where they were built like built like us, defensive minded team. They had mm-hmm. Morning up front, and they had uh, the Mario. Morning was their poor version of Pat. Yeah, he was a very <laughs> poor version of Pat, and they had Tim Hardaway Senior. That um Dan Marley. Yeah. Who else was on that roster? Uh, Dan Marley, they had um did they have Rice? No, Glenn, Glenn Rice. Glenn did go there. Yeah, Glenn was on Charlotte, remember that? Yeah, he was Charlotte at that time. Um but yeah, they had that little rivalry and you know the Knicks actually beat them when they were the first seed mm-hmm. and we were the A seed on our way to the finals. Uh Ewing had that dunk over a morning. Yeah. That legendary dunk over morning. Um, they also had beat us too in a series where uh, players came off the bench and a lot of guys were suspended. We should have beaten them that year, but due to that suspension. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously us losing Pat Riley and him kind of faxing the Knicks and letting them know he, he was leaving the Knicks that way. <laughs> which is kind of crazy. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, petty. <laughs> like, how do you send them a fax? He wanted. It's a shame that Knicks got rid of him because, like, the success that Miami's having, we would have had that. Yeah, because uh, he wanted to run the front office. Yeah, and then he wanted a little piece of ownership, too. And the Knicks were like, hell no. And, and they let him go, and that was a mistake. Uh, yeah, they regret just, it now. Yeah, they definitely regret it now because we haven't been successful pretty much since him leaving, really. <laughs> I mean, we had a little bit of success going to the finals in, you know, in 99, but it's... The Miami, you know, they drafted Dane Wade. That could have been us. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> they know. They got Shaq and won that ring. They got LeBron, Bosh, and Wade. Like, that should have been that should have been us. That could have, yeah, that should have. You know, we could have had rings with LeBron and Wade and Shaq and Bosh. <laughs> it's a damn shame. Yeah, it's sad. When you, when you think about how things play out in the NBA. Yeah, and it's like those. What? That's why there's there's segments and like things where it's like what ifs. Yeah, you know where they expect us to be excited about Grimes and and a RJ backcourt. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I'm like I'm all set. (laughs) 
like I'm all set. I'd rather have some like Donovan Mitchell or a guy like I can actually root for. That's like superstar. Exactly. Yeah. But unfortunately, it is what it is. Um, I think was there any other rivals that we missed out on? None that I got. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Let us know what you guys think. Any rivalries that we missed or should have mentioned. Uh, as always, check us out on social media at Pick and Pop Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you want to donate to the show, it's dollar sign Pick and Pop Show on uh, Cash App. And until next time, guys, peace. peace.